Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Arc D and KDS pre-list hype, hosted by Cameron Bright. Let's take a listen. Okay, sorry about that. I was just doing the old tweets and stuff. I guess we got a minute or two here anyways. Um, yeah, that's why for people to trickle in. How are you, Ben? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. But actually, um... As I kind of messaged you the other day, finally, finally hooked up with an investor that, you know, we don't, nothing set in stone yet, but yeah, it's one of the, the fine folks from Kadena now, we're, or not Kadena themselves, but the Eco, and yeah, they've agreed to, uh, you know, invest in the project, but as well help develop it and everything. So at first I was kind of like, I was looking for the investment to pay for the development, <laughs> but now they're like, nah, we can handle the development and we'll give you an investment. I'm like, wow. well, that sounds better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, sure money in my nice. pocket so I can just work and fucking not worry about this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. What's the process? I mean, well, uh, it was kind of easy to be honest. <laughs> luckily, yeah. luckily they, you know, well, I mean, I guess I can say who it's, it's uh, the guys from DocuShield. So Adrian, um, I've, I've already had conversations with him before, just like privately. And we, I had mentioned the studio idea and the theater idea. And he was like, ah, oh, that's dope. I'd love to do that. Blah, 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 blah. So I, finally just kind of reached out to him and I was like, Hey, like you're one of the people that told me this was a good idea in the first place. So, <laughs> so want to invest? And then it was like, yeah, you know, and then, yeah, we kind of went from there and obviously have him having devs and all that stuff to help out with it and, and being passionate about it too, just kind of fits in, you know, but it's nice right. because as of right now, it'll be one investor and one chunk of the company gone to them and, and that's it. And everything else that brings us right up to mint and launch of the launch pad. So we'll see. And I've been reaching out to my buddies and like other, you know, like film industry folk and actually ended up talking to one of my good buddies and hopefully, uh, he he basically has like a whole superhero universe that he's created he just hasn't like written any of them or like made any of the characters but he's worked out like you know kind of like to relate it to what you might call it uh the boys if you've seen it he's kind of built Great like show. like he's built like the world like why these people have super powers why they don't have superpowers, like the reason that kind of thing so he's structured it he just hasn't put the time into all that shit and i was like 
Well, I was like, for our launch pad, that's kind of what we want to be able to do. Like you yourself have this world built. Well, we can easily start promoting through our launch pad, your comic book world. And then we can actually start it off just with cool, like prequels of the factions via like comic book NFTs or some shit, you know, and just get that initial funding. And then bam, now you've got your comic book designer, your blah, 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 blah. Right. And just go from there kind of thing you know but but yeah so who knows just fucking yeah it was like a whirlwind of a chat i got i got the like you're good and i'll give you money and so now i'm like wow now i get to actually do stuff right right but yeah so that weight off your shoulders yeah let's just do something too right but i haven't seen any like film three launch pads across the ecosystem myself i don't know if you have or are you like mirroring after any other launch pads yeah and so launch pads they're everywhere yeah and and see yeah and that's the thing right is like yes there's others you know there's competition there's definitely other people claiming you know to be studios or you know but the way that i look at it is they're not looking at you know, facilitating everything. They're basically mostly just trying to fund projects and that's it. You know, it's like all we're trying to do is sell 10,000 fucking NFTs. You're now our community and you're now our DAO. Now we will bring 10 propositions or proposals to you pick which one we spend our money on. And that's kind of the way they're going about it. It's not like I'm a director. I have a script. I don't have a producer, don't have funding, but I'm open to options. Those are the people we're looking for where it's like, you have your project come to us and we will then say like, you know, again, it all depends on the project. But for instance, we have our one like paranormal investigative show and it's that right. It's like, we can do cool stuff with that. Like, because it's four people going into a building and, you know, just filming a show Well, we can have a live stream aspect to it where we're live streaming all of our episodes. Well, we'll sell $2 NFTs for it. Right. Bam. Or like $5 NFTs. Well, it's like, if our budget is only 50,000 for three episodes and we're selling $5 tickets to the live stream, sell a thousand of those. And that's 10% of your budget back right there before you've even filmed. You know, we can even do like cool little prequel comic books with the ghost NFTs in them for like, say we're going to the Stanley hotel before we go there, we release like a goofy little kind of like Scooby-Doo magic school bus style comic that, talks about us going to the Stanley hotel, sell those for like five bucks. And then you've got your actual show NFTs, you know, it's just, again, it's more ways for like, obviously the standard funding runs in film. It's like, get your money and make your show and then pay everybody back where with NFTs, with royalties on NFTs and all that kind of stuff, even if you're not selling out, nine times out of 10, like directors and producers and shit like that, low budget, they make zero money until they sell their shit. It's all money out. So the fact that even if they can have 
a couple thousand dollars every couple weeks coming in for those guys that are working on twenty thousand, forty thousand dollar budgets. That's huge. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, now I've at least got food money while I work on my project. Right. So right. it's more that, you know, we'll start small and start with the low budget, the easy shit to fund, the easy shit to, you know, get out there and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, I love oh, yeah. that idea. I'm I'm such a proponent of bridging web two and web three. And even if web two, like in the sense of a real life film or TV show and having digital assets tied to it, I feel like that is the next step in like the evolution of NFTs. We're not going to go full tilt towards web three digital metaverses where everyone's attached to, you know, their gaming yeah. chair with a VR headset on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, it's like, we, we want our, you know, we want a theater and we want that virtual aspect, but just like you're saying, having that be in the metaverse and VR, well, you've just created an entry gap. Like I don't, I'm, you know, I'm quote unquote, like, you know, in theory, I have no needs for anything in life. I've got all the bits and bobs and all the dumb shit that I want to own, but I don't own a $400 VR headset (laughs) and I'm not about to go buy one just to play a game, right. Or watch a show. So yeah, it's like, there has to be that entry level where anyone can go on their computer or their phone and just click. And even if it's as simple as just like you have your 10 servers and each server is a quote unquote theater and you just click through them and then you've got access to each server via your NFTs, you know, or whatever, however we work it out, but it's, yeah, it's, it has to be easy. It has to be accessible because that's the next step. And that's where I feel a lot of the film three projects, at least are really, they're just, well, they're just alienating themselves and limiting themselves because they're like, we're web three and that's it. You know, we, we believe that the film industry is completely screwed and completely against everyone other than VCs and studios, yet nobody that's low can ever make a movie. So they have to shun the regular ways and come to web three and start new, you know? And it's like, fuck that. Like, no, I mean, it's like, obviously you have more uh, acumen when it comes to this but just like on from the outside looking in just looking at the landscape of film we barely got uh like studios and directors on board with straight to streaming films so i don't even know how you would be able to convince them hey your next film we're only releasing on this web three platform where you have to own a virtual reality headset. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, or an NFT, right? And the studio producer yeah. is going to be like, I don't fucking care about NFTs. I'll just put it on my cable channel. <laughs> like, it's right. like, boom, you know, but yeah, it comes down to it too. Well, it's, it's again, it's just the limiting yourself. Like I love how 90% of these projects as well. And that's where I'm coming from it, where I've got my own scripts. I've got my own shit that I'd love to get produced and I'd love to get money for. But I understand that what I like and what I write specifically, not everyone's going to like. So why would I try and, you know, make it big off my one idea, right? It's like where a lot of these projects, that's what it is. It's like, I did a short film 10 years ago. I want to turn it into a feature film. So give me money to do so. It's basically a glorified GoFundMe. You know, you just add a couple extra right. and NFT. Whereas like 
we want to take that out and we're not doing it singular. We're allowing everyone to be a part of the studio, but as well, we are going to help everyone make their own projects through our launch pad. So now it's still, it's like, yes, you're either investing in that individual project or you're into, you're investing into our studio, but regardless from our standpoint, we're not just trying to make our own shit. The theater isn't only going to have our stuff in it. Like we're going to contract stuff. We're going to buy content. So in that case, we are then also fueling the film three, you know, collective or whatever you want to call it. And that's, Again, it's we're kind of getting off point here, but people are still going yeah, no, anyway. So, really but yeah, really but no, it's one of those things where yeah, I just I just highly believe that a lot of well, all of the film three projects are like they check some boxes, but not all of them. And they're like, you either have to be on our web three platform and that's that, and you're not going to be in studio or like on TV or anything, and and that's the exact opposite of what we're thinking. It's like no we'll try and get you on TV if we can. If not, then we can just stick to VOD rentals on fucking line, you know, and whatever. Right. But it's like a lot of these projects as well, their, their prom, their, their main promise is revenue share, which like, (laughs) if you only have a thousand copies of your movie and they're only only on Solana, like how many fucking people do you think these, this movie is going to change hands? How much royalties do you think you're going to get? And then how much of that are you offering these people ahead of time? You know, it's like there's projects that want a million to $1.5 million for their funding. And then they're going to say that they're going to give you a revenue share. Okay. Well, $1.5 million budget movie, nine times out of 10, they're not going to be in theaters. So there's no revenue share from theaters. Now you've got to go online Well, you're making what $5 a pop off of online viewing, or you're going to prime or Netflix or whatever. And they're going to give you like probably a couple hundred grand for your $1.5 million movie. So again, it's like, where does this revenue share magically fucking come from? You know? And it's like, you obviously like these people obviously have to, you know, it's kind of, and that's what I hate about it is it's kind of wagging the carrot in front of them. Right. It's like, Oh, you're a part of me making my dream come true. You know, and for for me, that's not enough to invest. It's like, great, but I've got my own dreams. I want to come true. Right. It's like, you know, so yeah, it's, it's again, I just think they're thinking about it all wrong, you know? And it's like, I want to make my shit. So give me money so I can give you what I want to give you, you know? And it's like, from an investment standpoint, that's not, not, not a very sound investment. No, no, it's no. like, I like I this project. I love this project. So I'll give you my money and I don't care what happens, you know, and that's not where I'm coming from. I want investors to be enjoyed in this, you know, it's like, and I'll probably get flack. I'll probably have film three people being like, you sound like a studio and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, fuck, what? is that not what you want to be? Like, do you, you know, it's just like, what are you talking about? You know? People will fight on that, you know, the whole way, but. No, I mean, that's why we saw such a boom in DAO run NFTs, because there's obviously a kind of, there's something that, uh, uh, how do you say, how do I say this? Like there's appeal in being a part of the decision-making of something you invest in, like as 
a member of a community. So when you have these crowdfunding projects that don't really give you a say in the direction of the uh, project itself, it, it really like deters people from investing. Whereas with a DAO, uh, although a lot of DAOs are just kind of smoke and mirrors nowadays, and it's just a buzzword that gets thrown around, but like a well-structured, well-built you know, DAO actually leaves the decisions in the hands of the community and community driven decisions are made, whether it's in, you know, a JPEG project that is investing in other projects to airdrop or whether it's in a web three film three type project where there are community members that want to have a say in how the direction of a film or TV show is going to go or have a say in what's going to be invested in as a studio, you know? So I think that appeal definitely, definitely kind of broadens the horizon for investors. Yeah. And and for ourselves, it's kind of, we want to be that, like, I would almost call us more of like a marketing service at that point. You know, it's like what we want to be able to do is, you know, if someone comes to us again, like my buddy with his, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, his like, you know, superhero world. Well, it's even that, right? It's like, we don't have to start off with filming the show. We can start off with a couple easy comic books explaining what's going on. And then those are your hype things. Those get you people into your discord. And then once you get people hyped on the factions, then we call up our 3D printing guy and we say, hey, we have six factions and we want to make five figurines of each one one and we're going to sell them as like $200 NFTs and like stuff like that. Right. Is like, you can do a lot more than just like, let's fund this project and give me your money. You know, right. it's like you and can I'm add glad. so much more into it, you know? And it's like, get the merchandising know. side, get the graphic side, get the comic That's books, just like extra shit, you know? And it's like, you're yeah. preaching to the choir right now, man. I mean, it's exactly what we did with Arcade. We started as a Cadenables. We started small. We started building, slowly building community, slowly giving back the community, and actually providing like utility and a roadmap and giving people like a clear vision of what we're doing. And nowadays, people just want to cut corners and take shortcuts. And we're seeing so many projects popping up left and right across different ecosystems with like stealth drops or, you know, random raises without any like clear path or vision of the project, you know, and the the corner cutting is in the end going to be to their detriment because they'll fund themselves and then they'll have no clear path going forward. And then it becomes, it's just like boggled mess of different ideas, in different directions. And there's no like clear, clear goal or clear vision that they're working towards. So like, as you said, with your film three buddy, like he has the foundation built and you could slowly iterate on that, you know, release MVPs, release a comic book, get community feedback, build off of that community feedback. And then when it all culminates into like his vision, the community will feel like they were a part of that vision as well, which is awesome. So you kind of have like both the community and the founder working towards that goal. Yeah. Well, and I think it uh, leads back into yourselves as well. And it's one of those things where it is, it's like, 
once you get that entry point in your community that obviously wants to buy into your stuff and follows you and is interactive, then yeah, it's like now you actually get to form that project alongside your community. You know, you're going to hear their grievances. You're going to hear their issues. You're going to hear the the main three questions all the fucking time. Or whatever, you know? So it's like yeah. after a month or two of dealing with a community, you know, normally what they want and what they don't want. You know? So it's yeah, like, again, it just helps you build, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah, helpful. Exactly. I mean, we, we say it on every call. We could not have done this without all the community feedback we got along the way. There's yeah. there's, and they're smart and they provide different angles and so many different experiences. Like, Don from TEDx used to, in his past life, used to literally fix arcade machines when he was growing up just to get an extra few bucks, you know? It's like, and then you get his uh, opinion on how arcade games should be structured in the world of Web3. And then you have other community members that used to, you know, play these games growing up and they have their, their angle and like their experiences. So you just take all of that in and honestly, we just execute on it. You know, they're the ones bringing us the ideas. We're just executing on it. So it's that's how I believe myself a good project is built. And just I like it hurts me to see so many like new projects come in and just cut corners and not really take community feedback and just launch without any kind of basis or foundation to what what they even are, you know. Like I'm a huge proponent of having an ethos, pathos, and logos for a project because those three foundations will carry you for years with your vision, right? And you stick to those foundations and you take in the community feedback, you understand what they want, and you understand how you can execute on it. And then you build it just brick by brick, right? So when you have a project that comes in without any of that and just launches without really any clear cut direction, it's a slippery slope, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I know again, to kick it back to your guy yourselves, you know, I was actually, you know, obviously have been watching you guys for a while was, you know, in the discord, probably when it first started, I would imagine, but um, I'm not very active in there, but <laughs> pop in and ask a question every once in a while. And I've got a question to ask, but, but no, um, but no, it's one of those things where, um, you know, in reality, you guys were the first to really, you know, facilitate our, even just the Kadena ecosystem into buying NFTs, you know, it's like prior to that, I think we had what, like kitty cat and Galena's, I think I actually have never even bothered with Galena's, but I did with kitty cat. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you guys were the first actual project that wanted to drop NFTs, not just be an NFT project kind of thing. And yeah, with what you guys did with the bulls, I mean, it really kind of opened the floodgates. I feel like, you know, like you guys did that sold out or minted out, I should say. And like, you guys, fucking haven't stopped since you know like like even for yourselves but even just like other projects right like you guys did the marketplace which i didn't think you guys were gonna do you guys popped that out and and it's been very successful i would think right like i'm sure you can touch on that more but but yeah right now (laughs) yeah i did actually buy three of them too so not financial advice but (laughs) 
Well, it was funny because I literally like I was like, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait and see how they do the first day. And they were at like 700 this morning. And I was kind of like, yeah, right. I'll buy my three. And so I bought my three. And then um, I went on Twitter and was scrolling through Twitter. And I saw Ryan Matta put up a message saying, like, if you buy from uh, if you mint numbers 704 to like 724 or something like that, you get a chance at free mints that he's giving out. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, and I, looked, I looked and I've got 707, 8, 9. I'm like, nice. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. now I get a chance for some free mints off Mata. <laughs> like, I was like, everyone else is going to be pissed because I've got like 15% of that fucking ratio <laughs> yeah. already. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, thank you for mentioning that. Obviously, Kitty Cat kind of opened the floodgates and we just hopped on our sailboat and rode those rode that river down and when we launched our collection we saw them i mean shout out to komodos punks and apes too because they came to us and they kind of gave us the idea they're like hey we we saw how successful your launch was and you know you've been a part of the community for so long we'd love we'd love to launch with you guys so it was just kind of an organic progression to a launch pad and marketplace and the volume has been insane i mean you would not think we were in a bear market with the amount of trading volume on the arcade marketplace and the amount of great snipes that people are getting and the profit people are making you yourself cameron your kitty i mean it's been amazing to watch and then that's without even considering you know komodos and kishu ken being on our marketplace in the next couple of weeks here so it's been really cool and then it also plays into like the arcade and it kind of mirrors what you were you're building with your studio we're not only going to limit ourselves to projects that launch with us or to our own patented games we want to broaden the horizon of the arcade so that anyone can really host a game on our site and you can earn stars and in turn swap that for arcade because we're really really modeling after a real life arcade i've said this before and in a real life arcade you're not going to be kicked out because you don't have like the right brand wallet like oh you don't have a louis v wallet you're not allowed in our arcade you know <laughs> like, that's detrimental to the overall business so we really really want to like transcend just the cadena ecosystem and bring in games, whether they're Web 2 or Web 3, into the arcade and in turn bring more eyes to Cadena because people will come to the arcade to play these games and earn stars. Don't They don't even have to worry about connecting an X-Wallet like that. They don't have to worry about the Web 3 side of it because earning the stars is all front-end Web 2, right? And then when they do want to go to the star station and eventually swap for arcade that's when they have to take that leap and say okay let me set up my x wallet or whatever wallet and actually trade for arcade so we really really want to like build that web 2.5 version of an arcade and then slowly transition to a fully web 3 version of the arcade because with your web 3 studio as you said a lot of people are deterred by just accessibility, right? They don't want to buy a VR headset. Like there's, there's a, there's a gap in the entry point. So if you have this web two version where it's very easy to use, it's very seamless to play 
and you don't have to worry about the Web3 side, that's going to bring in such an influx of people. And then they'll be willing to learn about the Web3 side. So it's like you got you have to get them in the door before you can teach them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and yeah, it's uh well, it's it's something I've seen with other, you know, uh obviously yourselves, you're not you're not just a P2E game, but you know, obviously you have more of the P2E arcade. But even that it's in itself, like I've seen games try and launch where like there is a large entry gap, you know? It's like they want you to spend $150 to make 300 in a month, you know? And it's like, okay. <laughs> but like I don't like buying video games for more than $50 these days let alone the goofy $120 ultimate edition bullshit that they try and sell you on these days. So it's like, I understand it's an ROI, but it's like, again, like that will hurt your onboarding because when you've got a kid who streams video games for a living, that's a student who barely makes a couple hundred a month to spend, they're not going to fucking spend that on your game and hope they make $300 by the end of the month, you know, (laughs) like, and so it's just one of those things, right? Where, I'm not against having an entry gap, but it, the lower it can be, obviously, just the more accessible it's going to be, right? And if yeah. it can be free, then yeah. And again, you don't need any equipment, you know, other than necessarily like a computer or whatever, right? Which, you know, obviously not everyone has a computer these days, but, you know, still, if you're a gamer, normally you do, but, but yeah, yeah. it's... You know, it's it's one of those things where, again, it just like it's it's good to see that you guys are obviously focusing on that part of it. Right. And it's, you know, I feel like obviously with yourselves and your success that you've had, like you understand now that you guys don't have to be that greedy kind of, you know, like uh, we, we have to make sure that our game is our game and no one else gets a chunk because we're not making enough money but it's like you've proven to yourself that you can obviously still gain and profit and benefit and build the project while you know helping other projects right and taking that fee and you know thus growing the ecosystem growing your reputation you know really everything right in my mind it just leads back into it right yeah yeah they all work together so seamlessly it's been uh, pretty, pretty amazing to see how the marketplace and the launch pad and the games all kind of just flow. There's like an ebb, ebbs and flows between all of them, right? So if you like were to earn playing Super Bowl, you could trade that for arcade and then you could check out the launch pad and mint, say, just as an example, a Kishu, right? Uh, or in the future, whatever project is launching, or you could go to the marketplace and snipe an NFT for the floor price. And then we also have like that 0.5% of marketplace transaction fees that goes back to people that hold the arcade token. So we kind of have this like flow of the arcade token throughout the arcade uh, in the sense that you have like credits in a real arcade that, you cash in at a gift shop, right? So it's really, really cool to have all that under the same umbrella. But like you said, it's not restricted to only the Super Bowl game, right? We're going to have other classic games and other games that we onboard, whether it's a different NFT project or whether it's a Web2 project. And we want that barrier of entry to be as low as possible. And we realize that to keep that entry as low as possible we're not going to 
promise these extravagant AAA games like Warzone or like Fortnite, where you need a backing of a AAA studio or you need a hundred million dollars to build out a gaming studio to build, right? So that's another issue that we see across ecosystems is you see these gaming, these PTE gaming projects that are kind of promising uh, the destinies of the world or they're promising like a fallout type RPG open world game, you know, and to build that they need a lot of crowdfunding. So that's why their NFTs are priced at $200, $300. You've got 10 to 15,000 of these NFTs because you can't build those games without a studio backing you. That's very, 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 uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very funded essentially. So when, yeah, you keep, when you keep, yeah, when you keep it simple, you keep it to PTE side scrollers, you keep it to, you know, the classic game mechanics that we grew up playing, whether it's like asteroids or snake, you don't need to sell NFTs for 200, $300 <laughs> to build these games and to implement these mechanics, which is the beauty of it. Okay, yeah, that's my rant and rant. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I was going to say, though, too, it's funny because if you look at like, like fucking look at the first Fallout compared to Fallout 4, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like no one really realizes that the old Fallout used to be literally like a side scroller. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like the thing was like a turn based, like click here and your guy goes there. You know, it was way more again. And that's the thing. Like, I've, you know, I've been a gamer my whole life. And that's the thing is it's. I don't think any of those games are even good. You know, it's like Warzone, all that shit. It's like, I get what they are. I get their, you know, good graphics and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, where's the story? You know, maybe that's me being a, a an actor as well and like a film-based guy. But it's like, I like literally, I couldn't off the top of my head say I have loved a storyline in a sh- in a game since like the original Halo. Like that was probably still up until now it's like you have recurring story that was like an epic fucking storyline and ever since then it's like you know it's like what the ba- the best story based games are like fucking Red Dead and stuff, you know. <laughs> and it's like yeah. that takes 7 years to 10 years to make a fucking game, you know. Right. And it's like well, now they don't need to make a game cuz of GTA 5 or whatever 4 or whatever the fuck is that? Is it 4 that's it? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, it's like well, again, it's like if you're collecting dough literally off of one game, why even bother fucking making another one, you know? It's like Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's, you know, some of the best Sorry. lore games I played were text-based. I don't know if you ever played the text-based ones where they like you're like an astronaut on a crashed ship, right? So it's all about the storytelling aspect. It doesn't matter about graphics or, you know, how much money you pumped into it. If you have a good story, you can sell a good game. Yeah, it's the experience, right? You're trying to sell them on the experience. You're not trying to sell them on fucking it looks pretty, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, look at Cyberpunk. And uh, that <laughs> messed <laughs> So you know, yeah, that's just there are so many examples and so many case studies that can be made of video games uh, that really were should have been uh, easily, you know, successful. Should have been you know knocked out of the park, but just fell short because 
they're very shallow past, you know, the graphics, past what they were uh, promising. There was no depth to the game itself. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead there, Patrick. Sorry, I meant to bring you guys up, too. Obviously, uh, luckily, they did it instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good, man. I've been having some serious connection issues, so sorry if I've been quiet this last half an hour or so. Um, I just wanted to say, Aloth, I got a Switch today, a new Switch, and I feel like such an idiot that we went through all the loopholes we did setting up streaming on the actual Nintendo 64 <laughs> when I realized today that the Switch literally has a built-in streaming thing, but also <laughs> classic Nintendo 64 games on there if you get the membership. So it kind of ties in. Part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I wanted to add that. I just, you know, I'm just a little... Uh, a little daunted by this discovery at the moment, I'll be honest. I felt like I should have known that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what's up, guys? Sorry, I was so quiet, but uh, I'm here now. My connection's stabilized, so I'm loving the chat so far. But yeah, well, it's it's um, it's interesting, though. Uh, shoot, what was I just going to say now? Oh, it was, it's gone. Maybe I'll remember it in a second. <laughs> no, to talk to Patrick's point, we had the Game-a-thon uh, a few days before the launch of our IDO, and we probably spent four to five hours trying to figure out how to stream our N64. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking minimum. Bro, yeah. it was supposed to start at noon and at like 1110, me and Aloft were still speeding from Best Buy to get to my house to stream. Was, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a headache. You'd have to probably get like a three splitter to an HDMI if that's even a fucking thing. And then surprisingly figure it out. And we got the watch Norse smoke Patrick and Super Smash Bros at least four to five times. <laughs> well, you, that's guys, you guys had a modded controller, but it's cool. It's cool. Everyone, yeah, like I said, uh, length range. We we went over this. There we go. We're gonna, we're gonna, it's, we're like, it's like it's like it's like it's like playing fucking uh, Warzone mobile against someone who's using a computer in an emulator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely unfair. Right. No, we're gonna host those gameathons more often now that we kind of have a, a lot easier way to do it especially with the switch and the playstation so that's that's gonna be fun we gave away so many prizes on that game and it was a knock out of the park i think the worst part about it is is the fact that we were at best buy and we're like should we just buy a switch or lay in uh let's keep it like let's keep it let's be purist bro norris just just so you know that's the only reason i lost never lost before so um anyways yeah, man. We're I, we're thinking maybe like twice a month we're going to stream on Twitch, and maybe like we'll start doing it a bit individually as well under arcade. So maybe if like one of us is playing a game, we want to hop on and BS and shoot some alpha. Like we felt, we feel like that it's very on point with our brand itself as arcade. So we're definitely going to jump right back into the streaming once we get a few more things situated on the back end. But uh, TLDR version of that is we have a switch now; we can stream much easier. So. Um, I'll be the top gamer in arcade again very soon. You have your, <laughs> you have your, you have oh, your main to, to speak about that, one thing I actually just popped into my head to help, you know, I mean, market yourselves and also possibly bridge that gap between, you know, traditional gamers, I guess you could say, and like, you know, Web3 or DeFi gamers or whatever. Have you guys ever thought of, considering like you know sponsoring an esports team or something like that and fucking get your name out there in those places <laughs> we've, we've uh, definitely had those discussions 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I might get a little alpha-y here, but yeah, a big part of what we're revamping with like the merchandise and just the brand identity in line with both current games, so modern and past. So we for sure have talked about like the esports thing. And one thing that I'm working on at the moment, like on the back end, I've mentioned on other calls, so it's not too much alpha, but we're doing an arcade energy drink. So it kind of like feeds into that. And we're thinking of like ways that we're able to um, give streamers plus like anyone that wants to kind of do with us kind of like an endorsement type thing, whether it be through arcade token or something a, mo- a bit more uh, formal, you know, because we're a U.S.-based company, technically, uh, Delaware S-Corp, all that, if anyone's out there that's interested. So we have a lot of things that we're able to kind of not, not I wouldn't say dangle is not the right word, but we have a lot of things that people who work with us, whether it be like a big streamer, or we do an esports team, there's just a lot of different legs that we can kind of grow off of. And we have a ton of things to enable partnerships and continue to scale the company in the right ways, not just in Web3, but as an entire business and brand as a whole. Yeah, just to yeah, nice. back off that, we kind of uh, spoke about this a bit, is having Twitch streamers sponsored by us that stream arcade games, whether it's two or three times a week, right? And we can incentivize them, whether it's through the ARKD token or it's through usd2 which logo just released or you know yeah other ways. yeah well and if, if i can mention from my experience with twitch as well which is very limited but it is one of those things where even like you don't have to go balls to the wall you don't have to be on every single fucking day you just have to set your days like you're gonna do an arcade you know two hours of arcade from whoever you have each Wednesday or whatever. And yeah, after a month or two, you'll get those people that'll come by just for those Wednesdays. Right. It's like anything else, especially with Twitch, you just got to stay, you know, active. And if you say you're going to be around on Wednesday, then be around on Wednesday and next Wednesday, you'll probably have people coming by. Right. Now that was my problem when I'm too fucking flaky. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'll be streaming tomorrow. And then I get shit faced and I'm like, hang over and I forget about it for like two weeks. (laughs) But yeah, you got to couple them together and get shit faced on stream. I mean, that's normally what I do, but <laughs> then I get then I then I get the danger danger zone, and then it's like, oh, now I really got to watch what I say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's don't don't don't. I don't know if you guys watch uh, F1 or whatever, but you don't want to pull a Yuri Vips. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't. I need to get that reference. Uh, one, of, one of the like F2 drivers that was an F1 reserve driver got caught dropping the N-bomb playing fucking Warzone or whatever. Wow. And he got completely canceled. Contract, F1 career, fucking everything gone. Yeah. Over dropping the um, N-bomb on a fucking um, Warzone stream. Um, <laughs> Like, no, <laughs> I'm like, why Warzone? <laughs> it's just like, oh, Warzone brings the worst out of people, but on that note, <laughs> yeah. a, bit of, a bit of a different uh accusation someone ran the numbers of Kyler Murray, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals in NFL football, and deduced that his numbers drop on Sundays where it's a double XP weekend on Call of Duty. <laughs> And he's like a well-known streamer on his days off from football. <laughs> so they literally did a deep dive of how he performs in game when there's a double XP weekend on Call of Duty. 
and the numbers show. He's just up till four in the morning, gaming hard. (laughs) His QBR drops, his completion percentage drops, touchdowns drop. Dude, that's hilarious. (laughs) It's pretty funny to see. But no, the definitely like Twitch is definitely a social channel that we want to kind of build out because as a gaming company, a gaming project, it's it makes so much sense. The, the Twitch it kind of has the bulk of gamers on there and we want to reach that larger audience. So even if it brings on, you know, four or five more people, it brings 10, 15 more people to Cadena, awesome. You know, we we had fun yeah. when we did it, and we definitely were going to have fun when we do it more often, more frequently. Once we get situated with everything, and like you said, just get like the schedule down. That's all people really, really need is just like a set schedule, so they know that oh, this is happening an X Y Z day. I can like set aside this amount of time to watch, hop in, maybe earn a prize here or there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, and that's the thing is that's I mean it's funny to say, oh in reality I don't follow many P two E games or anything, but I haven't seen that yet either, you know. And and speaking from again not my personal experience, but from my friends who are way better and more successful streamers per se than myself, um, Twitch is kind of Twitch is very much the OG of that shit, you know. It's like you know, the, the doctor disrespects of the world and stuff and can disappear to whatever platform they want to go to because that's, you know, them and they bring those crowds, but none of those moves have actually worked out for those companies the way they thought they would. You know, it's like, like I still watch Twitch. I'm not a doctor disrespect fan. So why the fuck would I go to YouTube gaming just because he did, you know, it's just like the weird kind of things that they, as their comp competitor companies do is like Twitch just does what Twitch does and everybody else just tries to steal from them, you know? And so that's, that's the like that's the the what's the uh you know what's the word i'm looking for but yeah that's like literally like yeah you know they're the best when everyone else just tries to steal their best people and offer them more money and shit right which is like i don't care take them take them because they'll be back to us in two years when their numbers fail and they're not getting paid enough you know it's like i had my friend like his name's green skull uh or dan but he's like a halo he was like an old school halo kid and does plenty of stuff now he's on like tv on gaming shows and blah blah blah. he's from canada as well but he did that he went from you know we were actually both on mixer when mixer was a thing before that whole debacle happened but it was because i was mostly an xbox gamer so it was like okay well for anything xbox related mixer was just easier because you can get twitch on your xbox but you could get mixer and so any kids sitting on their xbox that wanted to watch other games would just automatically get fed into mixer and so it was a bit easier that way but once mixer flopped he i think he went to twitch for a bit was perfectly fine there but then got the the fat check waved in front of him and went to facebook gaming and he completely failed on facebook gaming right didn't like it didn't like the system didn't like how it worked didn't like the streaming aspect like didn't like any bit of it he just got a good paycheck and like i think he was only there for a year or two maybe at the most and then i think he doesn't really stream anymore himself but regardless it was just that thing of like 
you know, yeah, these companies they'll buy these money. kids out, no problem. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that their platform is going to be better, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's what Mixer. Uh, how much money did they throw at Ninja, who was like the biggest streamer in the world at the time? And as far as I know, failed. it's a lot. It was like ten million or something weird that they and gave them. Like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus. It was not an intuitive platform. The user experience was terrible, and they didn't. They underestimated that aspect and they overestimated the pull that Ninja would have. So all of his followers just said, okay, I don't like the mixer platform. I don't like the experience. Let me just find someone that's streaming the same games. It kind of has the same personality on Twitch. There's a plethora of options out there. So unless, like you said, you're the Dr. Disrespects of the world or you're the Tim the Tatmans that kind of have a cult following or lack of better terms, Twitch is definitely your best avenue for streaming because it just has the biggest community of all of the other platforms. And YouTube gaming is probably getting there in a few years. I think it will rival Twitch. But other than those two, I don't see any other viable options for streaming and for gamers to really like follow You know their favorite games or their favorite streamers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, um, I guess now to talk more about arcade and everything. So what's, uh, <laughs> yeah, arcade. Yeah, yeah. No. so obviously you guys killed it on the, the, um, I never know what the fuck to call them. IDO, ICO, whatever it is. IDO. There's so many different names. TGE. I'm like, yeah, someone said, uh, are you, it was, it, was that. it was Noah. I think he was like TGE. Are you more excited for arcade TGE or for uh 2.0? And I was kind of like, TGE, I'm like, okay, gotta look it up. I'm like, token generation event. I'm like, but their tokens already been sold in an IDO, so they're not generating it. So I was like, is that the wrong term? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, but, it's te- but, but. <laughs> yeah, it's technically the right term because TGE yeah. is when the tokens get distributed to those that can claim it through the IDO. And that's tomorrow, along with our listing on Katie Swap. So we'll list on Katie Swap simultaneously with TGE token generation event. And word, word. you'll be able to safely trade on Katie Swap as soon as the tokens are generated and claimable so that you know there are no issues with low liquidity and volatile prices due to slippage and whatnot because people are providing liquidity before before us. So we're we're avoiding that entirely. So oh, we, so you mean like what happened to me with Jody Inu, where my hundred my hundred no, Kadena three seconds later was worth ten Kadena? I was like, what the fuck just happened? I was like, oh god! <laughs> I literally had to get a, a private lesson. Well, not a private. I guess it was like a public lesson from Afonso on <laughs> Dexes after that. I was like, please tell me what I did wrong. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I get it. I was like, maybe I should have checked the liquidity before I bought into that pool. <laughs> Yep, yep, like I yep. think the liquidity was like 50 Kadena and I bought a hundred Kadena worth just fucked myself <laughs> instantly fucked myself. I was like, sweet. Oh, <laughs> Yo, Luckily you know, it was only 150 man. bucks. <laughs> you know, a pool has been doing well, not, not financial advice, but, uh, that flux in KDA pool I've seen perform really well. Also KDS, KDS and KDA too. That's been my experience with those pools. 
Yeah. And I, I kind of got the lesson on impermanent loss and everything recently as well. So I kind of like, that was my, uh, uh, infantile way of thinking of it, I guess, was I was like, Hey, as long as you're in first and you provide a bit of liquidity, it can, you know, long term it can pay well but yeah i was like i had yeah, like a, yeah. a quiche one going a j a jody inu one going i had a couple other ones did, and yeah, did you do like, the kadoge did you get into kadoge no oh, so that was, <laughs> that was yeah like drugs on Kadena, right yeah well that's the thing uh or was it kadoge that i made money off of now i can't even remember well, no, it was Jody Inu. It was Jody. No, wait, what the fuck am I thinking now? I can't even remember, but I, yeah, I doubled up my money. I did the cheeky. Du- Actually, I've got photos of which one it was. Hold on. Cause I had to mention the wrecked wall to the wrecked walls, but I'm yeah, pretty sure it was uh, kind of ushered in the bad actors of Kadena. So yeah. So, yeah, so, and so monumental moment for Kadena. And well, unfortunately, you I think had, we're going to see a lot more of those. I mean, yeah, we're already seeing it now because just with the influx of like new new projects, both big and small, um, and just even the influx of NFT projects in a few days, like you don't necessarily know who's behind that. No one's doxxed. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some more well-known names in the space that are kind of following that 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 blueprint to, you know, whether it's to show themselves or to do other things in the ecosystem. It's just that kind of was like the starting point to a lot of the bad actors coming into Cadena. And it's just going it, to, in the end of the day, it's going to make us stronger. But it's just unfortunate that those floodgates opened up the way they did from that because everyone was like, oh, well, I'll just fork this on, I'll just fork this and I'll make a shit coin. Or if this is selling out, then I'll do this. So it, it's just really yeah. kind of and it ushered in, as Aloth had mentioned. Um, and it's 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 a little it's a bit frustrating, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to make us much stronger as an ecosystem. And like, what's done in the dark will come to light, is what we've been saying. So, um, you know, just do your research, obviously. And uh, if something seems too good to be true, avoid it and check the book always. Yeah, it it, it is yeah. a double edged sword, as Patrick's mentioning. Like, you know, it is cool that okay, there's more people coming into the ecosystem and wanting to build and everything, but there's also that unappreciative aspect that they're just standing on the shoulders of giants of everyone who put in all this sweat equity and trying to make things work and offer value to the community. They're just taking advantage of that, you know, and, and not really like doing anything uh, of value. But then again, the, the bright side of that is like, yes, it's bringing in more people. And that means like, okay, there is something here. um, Something is working. So hopefully the new people that do come in are utilizing it to, you know, for good, of course. So, uh, not completely yeah. upset. It's just, it's, it's interesting to be at the ground level of it. I saw yeah, that in yeah, Solana, I saw hopping on Terra and now it's happening here. So it's, it's just do your own research. That's what we want to emphasize the most. Do your research into all of these projects and make sure you do that research in depth. You understand if there's a roadmap, if there is, you know, an active discord, if the founders are active and or docs, just make sure that you're doing that research before you do throw any of your money into these projects. Yeah. And I definitely know like exactly what you guys are talking about. Cause even me as myself, like I have been targeted by all these 
crossover projects myself even where it's like oh and i looked and it was kadosh i bought in when it was at like 500 percent, and i wrote it up to 1100 and then i sold and i was like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i know i just talked yeah. to it I, I, did, I did the same thing <laughs> yeah i was like i was like word i, I did the same thing. i mean like I, yeah I, yeah I did like 200 percent awesome. yeah just be very very wary of it not financial advice <laughs> yeah obviously yeah. like, but, like but make, obviously make your money right put yourself first make your money yeah have fun with it at the end of the day it's just a hobby that we're all lucky enough is lucrative or some of us can make a living out of it or whatever but at the end of the day it's just a hobby that we all have grown to love and have fun at the end of the day like if you believe in fucking whatever doge Go all in or not all in, but do what you do. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. No, but uh, but no, and it's funny though, because uh, like to touch on it again, I feel like it was, you know, I know that Jody, like Jody Inu, was definitely at least kind of born out of Kadena communities. Like they're not necessarily strangers to the community by any means. But yeah, well, I guess I shouldn't name names specifically, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's just say like I got reached out to by like seven different projects in pretty much the same fucking day. And it was after I did that cool, the cool ape yacht club or whatever one. And they they bought it at hard. Like I ended up, you know, they came to me and it was weird right from the jump. And this is where I'm going to say is obviously like. I didn't mind doing a whitelist giveaway. It's like, sure, I'll do a whitelist giveaway. I'm not saying, like, go buy this fucking coin, you know, and come and yell at me when you lose all your money, right? It's just like, no, I'm doing a whitelist giveaway. If you choose to enact on that whitelist, that's all on you. (laughs) But they were like, they approached me at first and were like, hey, love you, love all your stuff, know that you're, you know, huge in the Kadena community, so we want to, you know, have you be our first person. And I was kind of like, okay, well, send me details on the on the project like is there a website white paper oh uh that's coming yeah. like oh, okay right, right. but you're that's trying to give white but you're trying to give white lists away for nothing yeah. oh no I mean, no and then it's like five seconds later all of a sudden they send me a twitter and it's got zero followers zero following and it was i was right. like i wanted to be like did you literally just make this twitter as i asked I you what social handle am i fucking sharing yeah, you know they're yeah. like oh right i guess we need a twitter you know it's like yeah. oh we don't have a discord yet but we've got a telegram and i'm like yeah because it takes you two seconds to make a fucking telegram you it actually have to put to work into point. a discord you know it's like yeah. fuck. It goes back to that point I made earlier about these projects taking shortcuts, whether it's, you know, botting or just mass messages to any project that will listen to them and trying to inorganically build without a foundation. So, I, yeah, sorry, Olaf, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that that's another thing. Yeah, you did. Look, yeah, I did. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the things that come into our launch pad as well it, it's kind of the same thing that you mentioned Cameron like I'll review them and I'll we'll, we'll look at them as a team like they'll come in and you know we'll run that Twitter audit and we'll take a look at certain things and like you know when they reached out to me they had a hundred followers and then by the time I look at it again a week later their Twitter's at almost like 5k and their engagement's at like still an all-time low and you know, it's just little things like that, that we kind of, you, you see the warning signs and obviously like people buying followers or whatever is not indicative of bad, bad personalities or bad manners or just trying to maybe grow their brand inorganically. But for us, like we even had to put it into like our launch pad that, you know, don't buy followers. Like we need everything to be organic and 
we, the people that we choose to onboard at this point forward and the things that we're doing, like we want to focus on quality projects, not quantity projects. So like, it's cool when people are onboarding and bringing in, you know, people into the ecosystem. But at the end of the day, it's just like, how many of those are the same founders? How many of those are, you know, how many of those have been in the ecosystem already? And it's just, we're, we're really trying to work with people that want to build and not just people that want to make like a quick couple bucks here and there and just try to, you know, you get what I'm saying. I don't want to. Yeah. 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 Well, it was funny though because it was even just the other day. Uh, like I've got obviously Discord on my computer, and I had I saw this random from the Kadena Discord, and it was some dude. He was like, "I'm trying to copy and paste an ETH contract into Pact. How do I do that?" <laughs> right away, I wanted to be like, "You fucking don't." <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to see everyone just shit on that person and be like, "So are you trying to rug? Like, what are you trying to?" do you're literally yeah. just like nah i'm not trying to do any work i just want to go to a new chain and bring this contract with me <laughs> insane i mean that's why we ask the question why do you want to build on cadena in our launchpad questions and that's why we have an internal kyc and that's why we ask about you know engagement and following and roadmap and all of those questions kind of boil down to trying to avoid uh, launching a project that is just really here to uh, increase their bottom line. You know, they're they're not actually trying to build up Cadena in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and they're they're bad actors in a sense. Whether it's just a quick rug where one second they're here, the next second they're gone, or it's a slow rug where, yeah, they'll build the project up, but they had no plans of building past mint, so it just slowly dies because there's no. There's no plans. There's no tangible roadmap. There's no yeah, step just, on their just, team. Yeah, they just, just pump like fucking sweeping down. the floor and stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you need concrete, solid projects. And that's really what we're trying to do is weed out those bad ones through our launch pad. Yeah. Norris wants to say something. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of launch pad and onboarding, um, you guys down for, for a little bit of alpha? Um, (laughs) i don't even know if patrick knows about this uh but we (laughs) so i texted you i was like i got a surprise for you well here it is um it's a small group so we'll see how this kind of trickles out if if the word spreads around but um we're we're definitely trying to make the onboarding process as smooth and efficient as possible but we we also want to you know make sure everyone has ownership of of their contracts and all their assets and everything like that. So for most recent launchpad projects, like it's been a balance of the two where we would, we will do a lot for them um, or they'll give us, you know, the, the, the images and data and we kind of structure it for them and everything like that. And it's been like a lot of back and forth process. Um, But what we're actually working on right now is if you do get accepted onto our launchpad, um, we will give you a, specific discord role and then through our discord authorization on the arcade site if you have that launchpad discord role we actually have an entire this is what i'm working on i I got very far on it today um there is an actual form on there for you to fill out and it will actually deploy the packed contract for you and it will upload your images 
Um, and basically everything will be ready for mint. You give it a start date and time, you give it the number of items, you give it all the information and it will generate the pack contract, de contract deploying on mainnet on all 20 chains. Um, and you're, you're basically ready to go. So we're making it super easy for literally anyone, as long as you do get, uh, you do qualify for the arcade launch pad, um, to just go on and freaking mint a project within like 10 minutes <laughs> it's pretty cool wow the, the the mint machine is in full effect huh <laughs> mint machine is in full effect <laughs> yeah that's awesome and, and again it's kind of one of those things where obviously it uh you know as an ecosystem it's one of those things where that in itself can be a double-edged sword we might see more stuff pop up but at the same time it's like more volume is more volume, you know, it's like, we need those things. Those, especially just with Kadena, you know, the packed side of things, the ease of use, the onboarding, which we've all talked about for months now oh, <laughs> of yeah, onboarding right. devs and just everything. Right. It's like, make it easier and bring the level of awareness up. You know, it's like warn everybody that, Hey, there might be some rugs, but allow everyone to make their shit here, you know, and that's where we need to go, you know, is that's the next, I think, big hurdle for us is really, I mean, I hate to say it, but opening up those doors kind of, you know, you've got to kind of put yourself at risk to bring in these awesome projects. Right. There's going to there's gonna be yeah. bad apples everywhere, right? Like, you, you, you know, it's impossible to weed them all out until they show themselves, you know? So it, it'll still be curated, right? It'll still be like they still have to verify through us before they're allowed to do that. I'm just making it like way easier. So it's not like anyone could go on to Arcade and be able to to upload and like that's an issue that we see with those types of platforms right like like even on OpenSea, like with anyone being able to go on there and 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 be able to uh mint their own collections like we see a lot of duplicates right we see a lot of copycats so we want to be able to still provide that ease of uploading contracts like that easy user experience but only after you are approved by our like internal kyc and our whole onboarding process so it's kind of a balance between both we don't want it to open up for everyone but for those who it is open up to it's super easy right so they don't need a dev on their team because that exactly. does deter a lot of people they yeah. just need to yeah. have the platform to launch and because all of the know, projects we've, we've launched have had devs yeah so this time right. like we'll and be able to open up to more who don't have devs yeah, and we've done the legwork over the last seven, eight months to really build trust within the community and build ourselves up and help build the Kadena community. So we want to share that with the projects we're launching because a lot of these projects, some of them are, uh, they're kind of hidden in the shadows, right? You got to go looking for them. So if we can bring them to the light and kind of offer our, uh, awareness or our uh, reachability or visibility is the word I'm looking for, then that's awesome because a lot of people in the ecosystem have great ideas, you know, like C-Rob with his pack rats who were launching later down the line, maybe, you know, in the next few weeks here, some, some bit of alpha there as well. Uh, so we wanted to give people like C-Rob who've been a part of every single NFT community on Cadena since day one, an opportunity to launch because artistically, He's one of the most talented people in the ecosystem, but he doesn't have the dev experience or he doesn't have the visibility or the platform that Arcade has to launch. 
Yeah, definitely. I know I'll be looking out for packed rats. <laughs> even just to give, even just to give some money to see Rob, so he can maybe go sweep my kitty cats. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. It comes full circle. Like enabling enabling people within the ecosystem is just better. It's just it's great for all of us. And um, his bro, he's such a talented guy. Like when we told him when we were talking to him about it and things like that, I shit you not, he probably sent this over five collections in the span of like 48 hours that he was just like manually sketching. And we were like, bro, like this is insane. Like we have never had this quick of turnaround with like art and stuff like that. Um, and just see Rob, just one of those people he's in every ecosystem. He's so well known and respected and like, he doesn't take BS. Um, so like we, it just, it just felt very natural, you know, focusing on quality, not quantity is what we emphasize. And uh, yeah, yeah we got a packed round boss in Super Bowl. We do, yeah, we do have a packed rat, which is awesome. So, packed rat's going to be featuring the Super Bowl game. It'll be the first project to feature in the Super Bowl game. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I think we've spilled enough alpha. We're over an hour here. Uh, if anyone has any questions, we should probably open up, open up the floor, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm free. Uh, and yeah, obviously, we went a little bit late, at least for. Uh, getting to actually chat about arcade but yeah no um but yeah no anyone down there i know there are too too many people uh tuned in right now but feel free to come on up if anyone has any questions or comments uh you know hit the uh, speak button and we'll bring you up yeah but if there are no questions or if you're thinking of one just to reiterate we are listing tomorrow on KD swap so if you want to get your hands on arcade token tomorrow at 20 utc which is 8 p.m. UTC, which is 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time for those uh, non-KYC eligible folks in the crowd, which includes me, Norris, Patrick, and Cameron. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, uh, well, and that's, I mean, this is my not financial advice part, but this is what I was telling my lady even. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, for those of you, if you pay attention, you guys sold out on your IDO and all of North America wasn't able to partake until tomorrow. So, um, you know, I'd say say it might have a little pamp, you know, not financial advice, (laughs) but I'm going to try and get in as early as possible. That's for damn sure. (laughs) But yeah, it was awesome. We sold out within like 14 hours or something of our public sale going live or fair distribution round going live. And the momentum uh, was crazy. Nah, it was it was like four hours of it. Oh, going. four hours of fair distribution <laughs> going live. I'm thinking yeah. of our mint. Our mint was four. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, four hours of fair distribution going Dude. live. We sold out in that that like you said, Cameron, without any of our North American contingency being involved. Yeah, and yeah. to give everyone an idea of the starting market cap, I know we've had this question a lot. It's going to be around 150 to 175k so on the lower end so there's room for growth not financial advice yeah as i learned the other week market caps aren't everything if you know what you're looking at yeah right right but <laughs> yeah. yeah no appreciate appreciate the time man no yeah as always i'm just glad i was able to get you guys onto a chat um obviously not too too many people came through but it is recorded and i'll actually get um i'll get uh i can probably ask finn to put it up on the uh, spaces and stuff and actually get a proper recording of it but but yeah, yeah either way combo we, yeah. we covered a lot of ground 
Yeah, either way. Um, well, I guess if, if I were to ask anything, um, you know, I kind of feel like I know the answer at least, but what, what would be next uh, for you guys um, after, you know, uh, the success and everything tomorrow, which I already know is going to be successful, but I think it's like your game, but what, uh, what else are you guys working on? Obviously a lot considering the, the right. pack, ease of use development, but yeah, what, uh, what can you say you're working on next? Right. So post IDO, very, very shortly after, you'll be able to claim your Looney Bowl on our website and it'll be airdropped directly to you if you allocated 50 KDA in the IDO. So that process, just to kind of give everyone an idea, is going to be just entering whichever address you used during the IDO. And we'll cross-reference that with the list of eligible addresses. And you need to just make sure your X wallet's connected. Click claim, and then it will get sent directly to your X wallet. So you'll you'll have your Looney Bowl uh, shortly shortly after our listing tomorrow, which is awesome. And then the beta version of Super Bowl, we're gearing up towards that, and we're hoping to get it in the hand of hands of those that. We're investors in the IDO as well as some of our superstar and OG bulls. So that's that's what we're we're really gearing up towards. And then as Norris mentioned, spilling some alpha about the ease of use with the onboarding process and making it a code free code free uh, experience for the projects on our launch pad. I'm always down to do a beta stream of Super Bowl, so give me a show for sure. Yeah, I'm a superstar bull. I'm a superstar superstar bull. How about that? Nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you a link soon. Uh, no, I never call myself a superstar. <laughs> Leave that for everybody else to call me that shit. I've been I've been breaking shit on Super Bowl for days now, weeks now actually. So by the end of this week, we should have a more stable release with like uh pretty much like the first phase ready. So we'll send you a DM of that for some testing if you're interested. So we'll be in touch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then obviously when when you're open to sharing with people, yeah, I'm totally down to stream it for you guys for an hour or two. Oh yeah, that would be definitely fun. We streamed it a little bit during the game a thon just to kind of give people a taste of what's to come. It was obviously the uh kind of skeleton skeleton version no not many enemies and not many uh playable characters but yeah when we get when we get a more rounded beta version we'll definitely share it with you and some of the community members to test out and debug and exploit and do what patrick's been doing for the last three weeks and having fun doing yeah <laughs> i think that's everything we had and if, if no one has a question you know we don't want to take everyone's time especially yours cam we're running on an hour and 15 oh, yeah. now well, it's all good. Um, if anything, I was going to touch on what you said about the Looney Bulls. So pro tip for anybody, if you can get a Looney Bull for under like 40 Kadena, you've done good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're listing your Looney Bull for under 40 Kadena, I don't know Bro, what's going on to you. Someone, someone's <laughs> going to do it and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I guess that was going to be one of my questions, but they're only for IDO people, right? So like that won't happen, you know, prior to today kind of thing or tomorrow, like no, only for IDO people, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So if you invested 50 KDA in IDO, you'll get airdropped a Looney Bull and then down the line, you'll be able to list it on the marketplace. Yeah. Someone's going to paper hand that shit. I already know it. <laughs> or I'll just reach out. I'll put out, I'll put out the bulletin on, uh, on Twitter and I'll say everyone who doesn't give a fuck about NFTs that bought into arcades, send them to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll, I'll send you five KDA. How about that? <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. But no, it's like, Hey, I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing again. And, uh, for anyone listening, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, I believe, uh, they mentioned what you said, 20, right? 20 UTC. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the pin tweet. Yeah. We'll so at, uh, this tomorrow with Katie swap sweet. Or before just to answer any questions. Cool. So 20 UTC, eight, which is 8 cool. p.m. UTC, and then uh, the conversion for Pacific time is 1 p.m. Eastern time is 4 p.m. And the other conversions across the world, I don't have the top off the top of my head, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's sad to say, but that's most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if no one has any questions, I think we could call it. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks again, you guys. Um, it's perfect timing. It's three minutes before 420. So you know what I'm going to be doing next. <laughs> yeah. <Let's go>. uh, <laughs> the one other comment that I wanted to make is I ended up seeing you guys. I think it was KD Lounge that you guys did. You guys did the video chat with Afonso or one of, one of the guys from there. Yeah. And I realized at that point, at least in the photo that I saw, that all three of you look like you could be brothers. Does, really? does anybody else say that like yeah. i don't know why but like you guys all had the same stubble all had the same haircut. I, like, I was like literally i know these guys are friends but they look like fucking brothers right now man we've spent too much time together that's all that says yeah we've morphed into one yeah <laughs> it's, it's the it's the three the three-headed bull yeah, no, literally. Exactly. We, we get it all the time, man. Um, it's it's pretty funny. Even my mom is like, "You guys look so much alike." I'm like, "I know." It's, it's, it's <laughs> you know what's crazy is I just scheduled an appointment with Elof's barber today. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, no, thanks again. Thanks again for, uh, you know, hopping by for a space and everything. And, and yeah, good luck with tomorrow. Um, and yeah, stoked, uh, stoked to see what's next for you guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you again. Same to you. We appreciate it. And appreciate everybody you. have a good day, evening, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. 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 Thanks again, everybody for popping by and those that did come by and those that may come by to the recording. Thanks again. And yeah, you guys all have a good day, afternoon, night. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was arc D and KDS pre-list hype hosted by Cameron bright with Patrick Marshall, no Rizzy and more. Recorded on Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker 
in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them. If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited. I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing. It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research. I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork. It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.